Here's a message from Ken Lavica. 12 teams in the college football playoff. Is it perfect? No. Is it better? Yeah, absolutely. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, if the college football playoff goes to 12 teams, you know what? I'm not complaining because it is way more representative of the FBS than what we currently have. It might not keep Alabama and Clemson from winning every national championship, but you know what? At least it creates the opportunity. And that's all I'm asking for. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. On a Friday, you made it, kids. We're here. End of the work week on ESPN 106.3. And at John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, Phillips Point Towers, downtown West Palm Beach, right off the Intracoastal. And uh, so it appears as if we are on the way towards 12 teams in the college football playoff, going from 4 to 12. Yeah, that is uh, that is significant. Uh, and it, it is the new proposal, is it, is it perfect? No, it's, it's not perfect. I still, and Coquel and I have talked about this on the show before, I still am all on board for a college football playoff that has every conference champion, all 10 conferences with their champion in the playoff. I don't give a damn if it's a 72-3 game in the first round. I want all 10 conference champions of FBS. I want every team, every conference to have a chance. This is not that, but this is better, and this is forcing a group of five uh, legitimacy that we didn't have prior. I heard Evan Cohen yesterday, commercial free, 5 o'clock, every single day here on ESPN 106.3. I heard him railing against this yesterday, and I will give Evan credit because he has been really, really consistent when it comes to his thoughts on how college football's champion should should be crowned, and uh, he liked the BCS. He thought the BCS should stay. He's still pro-BCS. He has always been about less teams. He thinks the computers were just fine. And that, fine, that that is his sensibility. But for me, and I'm in college football, I am in the group of five portion of college football. I am the longtime play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic University, Conference USA. And for me... Being around that program, being around the group of five, being around college football, my biggest thing is that this is, if it does indeed come to be in 2023, and that appears is if that's the earliest that a 12-team playoff. I know, let's that's do it like next year. That's like nine years away. I know, I know. Like It's like when college football teams schedule a home-and-home home series in like 2045. It's like, God, am I going to be alive to even see 2023? That? You know how old I'm going to be? I can't do the math, but that's a long Dude, time away. It actually, just based on the last year, <laughs> seems a, a lot longer. A lot longer than it actually is. Um, but, but let's go through this. The 12-team college football playoff. It'll have six of the top-ranked conference 
champions. Six of the top-ranked conference champions and then six at largest. I mean, Coquel, immediately, you are putting more onus on winning a conference championship by having the six top-ranked conference champions in it. That's that, a good thing. That's the bone for the non-Power 5. Yep. Your top non-Power 5 team is guaranteed to get in. Win your conference. And I'm not consistent on many things, but I have always been consistent on in the fact that I think there is not enough attention paid to conference champions. This is going to force that. And in college basketball, I've always said, the conference champion, the regular season conference champion, should always get into the NCAA tournament. I I just hope, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun on your points here, but I just hope if there's two group of five teams that go undefeated, the committee is good enough to put him in that 12. So that is something we're absolutely going to discuss here in a couple of bullet points, because you're right. That's a legitimate concern. So it doesn't happen often, but you're if you're, ever. But if it <laughs> happens, we're gonna get another UFC. Uh, UCF. UCF. UFC might get championship. Dean Thomas, <laughs> Josh going to the um, home team. But Give last year, if this was in play last year, both Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina would have been in the college football playoff. And you know what? Conference total would have not been included. Uh, the Pac-12. Because Oregon was the seventh-ranked conference champion, highest-ranked conference champion. They wouldn't have gotten in unless they got in as an at-large. So it does provide some intrigue. But to your point, you wonder if they're going to jerry-rig the system with the rankings, with the college, with the conference champions. I mean, they control the rankings, so they can make sure that at least the Power Five are all in the top 12. That is still the fundamental flaw of all of this. And again, this is why I've always said put the conference champions in and then go from there because it's very easy to manipulate the rankings and nothing changes with that and that is why this is a very flawed system. Which is the annoying part because in 2028 it'll probably be all right, the Power 5 and the Group of 5 and then your six wild cards, your six at large's. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean basically wild cards. Yeah, right. It, it, it's the same thing. Um but the first round home games are going to be at home sites. So the top four of the six conference champions are on a bye. They don't play in the first round. It rolls over to a neutral site second round for them. But every other team, so 12 minus 4, 8. Yeah, Uh, so the eight teams remaining, uh, they're playing at home sites. Those matchups, the higher-ranked team gets to host a game. So you could have in December, in January, like Michigan State hosting a college football playoff game. Which is weird because the top four teams are then not going to host the game, home game at all. Yeah, they get so, no host. So they don't get that gate, right. that money of a big home game. That's, But I have a feeling that the college football playoff is going to find a way to take the vast majority of that money and the home site, the university, doesn't actually. What it is going to be good mm-hmm. for is that college town that gets to host yes. that first-round game because that's a boon for hotels, a boon for businesses, and something that I'm not sure they actually thought through before they actually put this together, but an unintended consequence. Would you, What about the bowl games, though? So that's where there's... This is the only way, in my mind, this is not going to happen is because the bowl games are going to step in. So the initial thought is that quarterfinals, semifinals, and national championship will be tied into existing bowls already. And you can see where existing bulls might not be thrilled to be on board with this and want to say before this actually gets signed off on, potentially next week when everybody with the college football playoff is meeting. So that is the holdup to this actually becoming a reality. Wait, so you're saying the teams that could get the playoff game, the the bulls that could get the playoff game wouldn't want it? Because I'm more worried about the bulls that now don't get the playoff games. 
Like the fact that they're having the home games. Why wouldn't they give them to more bowl games? They would They would probably expand what they consider their playoff bowls. But also, too, these bowls are used to being able to at least have a say in what teams they're going to have. But our, That's not going to be the case. Don't you think you're going to get a big gate and a big draw and a Maybe. big attention because it's playoffs, though? Maybe. But what if you have an Alabama playing Coastal Carolina? I think the Alabama fans will fill up that stadium. Maybe, but I can see where the Bulls... I, you can at least see my point where the Bulls... I don't think they're going to hold this up, but you can see where the Bulls would have more questions than, say, the uh, the ADs, uh, the university presidents, and ESPN. Because ESPN's going to say, yes, that's a lot more inventory. Those are a lot more games. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. So why I, I just think that... I think, personally, that they shouldn't even have the home games. I think it should be all at the bowl side. No, hell no. I think it's great that it's the home games. I think that that's awesome. I think that the more college atmosphere you can get and you get rewarded for being the higher seed, you do have two conference champions that are going to reap the benefits of being able to play a home game. That's awesome. But can't they just place them? In, there's enough bowl games out there that they can place them close to home so you kind of get that home field no, advantage. Because then that's the NCAA tournament, and that's my one drawback to the NCAA tournament is there's never a good organic college college basketball atmosphere with the NCAA tournament. At least with this, you have an opportunity to have a legitimate home field advantage. I think that's great. That's college football in its purest sense right there. I'd love that. I just want a playoff game at the Boca Bowl, the roofclaim.com Boca Bowl. That's all I want. <laughs> hey, I'm selfish. The way that thing is growing, it might very well get it at some point. That's, all, that's what I want. Some brunch, drinks, because it's happening this year now. I'm changing it. Yeah. I'm moving it up to this year's. So that starts at 11 o'clock. Yep. ESPN. 11 o'clock. Have some eggs, some kegs. Get drunk and watch college playoffs. Come on, eggs, kegs, and kickoff. Oh, oh! Now that I think we might have just done it. Eggs, eggs, kegs, kegs and, and kickoff. kickoff. I know that Josh has been bragging. He's got his own like slogan for it, but no, no, no. Ours yeah, is he, better. He's got a pocket square in his imagery of it all. He's yeah. wearing his pocket square. We're men his, of the people. We're drinking out of a yeah. red solo cup. Eggs, kegs, and kickoff. I'm. I mean, I'm probably it. dumping a beer on my head, right? Yeah. Like, in that that's imagery, inevitably has a beer on my head, and that's probably going to happen in reality too. December 18th, 11 a.m. at the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. By the way, if we have any input on the schedule, psst, we do. I'm putting us early so we can get out of, out of the way. My man. <laughs> Come my on. man. Come on. It's good to be me when I'm hanging out with Coquel, said by no one except me. Uh, and you know what? The funniest part, the funniest part of this entire thing is that because Notre Dame's not in a conference, they can never get a bye in the opening round of the college football playoff. Enjoy your NBC money, Notre Dame. Now, I think that's fine, though. I mean, they don't play I, a conference championship game. They'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. They've gotten enough in the past freebies that I think they can give a couple back. Yeah, there there certainly is a, a bit of a Notre Dame bias when it comes to college football. Can we get some of that bowl money to fix the microphone? That yeah, just your fell mic on just my face? completely disintegrated in front of you. I'll just hold this here while I do the show. So, so again, more games. That's a good thing. I'm a, as a fan. And we're speaking about this from a fan, a competition standpoint. And again, will this change Alabama and Clemson winning every national championship? Probably not. It's still going to be wildly top-heavy. You're still going to have Ohio State in it every year. But Kirk Herbstreit made this point yesterday, and I thought it was a very salient point on ESPN about, uh, uh, about why this is better. What does salient mean? Salient? Uh, it, it's, it's very clear-cut. It's a, it is very like a concise point. Yeah, concise, but also sort of mind opening. So why are you salient that no one knows what it means? Well, you don't know what it means. No, you one. is you is not everyone. I'm going to put it on at ESPN West Palm on Twitter. Do you know what salient means? OK, that's fine. 
That's fine. But this was Kirk Herbstreit, I thought, making a very clear point about why 12 was better than 4. Before we go, how do you spell salient? S-A-L-I-E-N-T. Okay, Herbie. I really looked at this as something that Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, it seems like every year we could sit here in 2021, 2022, 2023. Those three teams are in. Who's going to be the one team to join those three teams? I don't know how healthy that is for college football. You know, I, I, I just think that that's something uh, that the decision makers have, have said. This is going to allow more teams an opportunity to compete. If you talk to the players, they love it. Uh, the players are fired up because they want an opportunity to play in quote-unquote meaningful games. And by going to 12, you're going to open this thing up to now. You're going to be into November and even early December. And if you're in the top 20, uh, you're theoretically still playing games to try to have a chance to, who knows, teams get beat in front of you and you could still maybe make a run. Yeah, I think it's important. And by the way, if you've never met Kirk Herbstreit, every time he talks, rock music plays behind him. That's actually a common thing. Um, but uh, he, he's right. Uh, instead of uh, we, us going into every college football playoff season saying who's going to be the one team that joins Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State, now it's going to be a whole collection, a whole cacophony of teams. And this is a great thing. So more games is good. Now, there's the aspect of more games on the backs of free labor and that that's that's not good um but from a pure fan competition standpoint i like it is it flawed for sure and do we think getting back to the original thing that you led us into uh coquel are they going to eventually start jerry-rigging the rankings to help the power five get more at large teams or to make sure that there's always one group of five team only one group of five team uh and all power five conference champions do get in yeah probably but at least this is a better representation of the fbs as opposed to just four teams out of the entire thing getting a shot and in reality one team one team maybe being a wild card each year because you always have the consistent three of ohio state alabama and clemson so how do you feel about a 12 team college football playoff are they overdoing it is it not enough do you think it should just stay four? Do you think it should go back to the BCS? How do you feel about the 12-team college football playoff now that we laid it out? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. For I fully form my opinion, run through it really quick in a salient way. Okay, well done. That was, that was actually used in the proper context. All right, 12-team college football playoff. Six top-ranked conference champions get in. Six at-large teams get in. The top four-ranked conference champions get a bye into the second round. In the first round, home sites, based on the higher-seeded team, will host games. Also, you have uh, Notre Dame that is not affiliated with a conference that will not be able to enjoy a bye in the opening round. That is the basis of the 12-team college football playoff. How do you feel about it? Are you into it? Do you hate it? Do you wish you would just stay at 4? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I tell you what, Gators fans, Like based on what you've been under Dan Mullen, I would say, yeah. 
Hell yeah, because you're not going to win an SEC championship. You're not going to beat Alabama in an SEC title game. But what you are going to do is get in as an at-large, especially if you can consistently win the East. If you can beat Georgia every year and you win the East, you're in. You're going to be in this 12-team playoff year after year after year after year. Gators fans should absolutely love this. For sure. I think a lot of the SEC teams should love it. That's my worry, though. It's going to just be loaded with the SEC. Well, that and and that's my worry. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have you're going to have up to four SEC teams at any given year. I could see six. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's too much. Maybe, but that would be really bold to overdo it when you do have the Big Ten as powerful as it is. I mean, the Pac-12 still has some work to do. But me, from a Group of Five standpoint, let let me just talk from a Group of Five standpoint perspective, okay? You have like the American Conference, that's what UCF is in. They're always going to get top billing uh, from a ranking standpoint in the group of five. That's where Cincinnati is. But then last year, like the Sun Belt came out of nowhere with Coastal Carolina. Elaine Kiffin's uh, Florida Atlantic team of 2017, they would have had a legitimate, I think, legitimate discussion about being put in as an at-large, as or being in as one of the conference champions uh, in, in, in the college football playoff. This is inherently better through every level of college football because, again, it is more representative of the makeup of college football than four teams, power five, all the time, uh, they it, it, that what we've seen in the current iteration of the college football playoff. Last year, when the four teams could not find a way to get Coastal Carolina even within the top 10, uh, or BYU even within the top 10 of the college football playoff rankings, that's when I knew the thing was dead. I knew that it wasn't going to work any longer because it was no different than the BCS. But this this at least is an attempt this is a chance. And will the Power Five find ways to navigate it? Yeah, it will. But no matter what, the way it's constructed, no matter the plan, there is a much better chance of getting multiple group of five teams in and potentially putting them in a position to advance on through the college football playoff instead of saying, hey, you get one random bowl game that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but you get to play on New Year's Day. Congrats. Like This is better than that. It is. It's better, but why not go all the way to the they solution? Should. They should. Why not have every conference champion make it? Uh, because they don't have the guts. And because You'll they want to make get sure. You'll get your three ACC oh, and three Big Ten teams in there as the outlaw at large. It, obvi- it, it, it honestly, it comes down to having the guts to do it. And you still have to couch out to the... Uh, the the major money makers and the major conferences and that gets in the way of that. So I'm with you. Like I think every conference champion should be represented in the playoff. I don't care about blowouts. If you truly want this to be a sport where you're competing for a national championship, every team has a shot, which should be the point of sports. Then it should be that. But this is at least closer to that what than it was. Yeah, I had more teams. It's, for me, it's more fun. It's more playoffs. It's more games that matter even though i enjoy bowl games i've never understood the hatred of bowl games i'm for it it's a spectacle it's good but i also am into like winning a, a championship and being the top team. that's what i'm saying but i think the bowl games are still good yeah it's sure. just football oh, they shouldn't I, go anywhere i hate the hating on the bowl games because if you don't want it just watch no, something else you. why are you mad that there's extra football i'm on with for you. you more football is a good thing but having an expanded playoff team and again at least the best 
the best group of five is getting in. Yep, absolutely. How do you feel about the 12-team college football playoff? Gators fans, you should love this. Canes fans, you should love this. Florida State fans, you should love this. If you're a college football fan, I personally just don't see what the retort is to I, having a 12-team playoff. I've yet playoff. to hear a downside that makes sense. Yeah, I've yet to hear it. Evan laid out his points in his very concise way, 5-6, to six, and you can listen to that on the Evan Cohen Show podcast, wherever your podcasts are found. But I just had to disagree with everything he was saying because he just wants the best of the best. Well, if they're truly the best of the best like he wants, they'll rise to the top and be in the Final Four anyway. So what's mm -hmm. the difference? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And why not put them, put everyone in a position that has earned it during the regular season, or at least the majority, to compete, to actually compete for a national championship? Because it's not sustainable to have Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson in every year, have one team, one team that legitimately has a chance to sneak in, and then that's it. There's no drama in that, and that is very easy to start losing interest in that. How do you feel about the 12-team college football playoff proposal? 888 760-3776-888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. We're going to be joined by Boca Raton product and Colorado Rockies right-hander Chi-Chi Gonzalez later on in the show. And uh, when we return, I have a bone to pick with someone here at ESPN West Palm and some photographs that he's taken. Is it me? Over the last couple of oh, days. Oh, I thought you saw my phone. It is not you. It is not you, but we need some creativity from an artistic standpoint here, and he's just not bringing it. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.